The stories of some of the world's greatest women unfold here. I'm Annette Comer, your host, and each week, the untold secrets of success, strength, and boldness of today's powerful women are revealed. This woman grew up believing there was no such thing as man's work versus woman's work. There was just work to be done to move things forward and keep things on track. And she learned that innovation and creativity were the keys to thriving. When others would ask why, she would ask why not. This thinking coupled with her value-based way of living has led this woman to meet needs where they exist, to find innovative solutions others would never envision. She has become a pioneer and an incredible businesswoman, a woman who is walking the path to greatness. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Jody Stewart. Hi, Jody. Thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you, Annette. It's a pleasure to be here today. And I'm excited. We've got a lot of good stuff to cover. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Okay. You have always been a person who sees the need and moves to fill it. This ability can be an important attribute for any sustainable business. So what process do you use to flesh out what need is worth your efforts? Well, when I look at a need, I look at who is that need created for? Um, Is that something that can be expanded on? Is this a long-term need? Is this something that is can be done with minimal effort or something that is going to require a lot of effort? And I tend to always go to uh, it's a lot of effort because I try to leave the small things to people who can handle those. And sometimes I even delegate those. So, you know, here's a need. I feel like you'd be the perfect person to do that. And I, I do that. And then I go with the larger, with the larger need, because I feel like sometimes people don't want to get involved or they feel like it's too enormous or it can't be done. So I tend to always look at um, all the, I want to say, negative things about it or the uh, the astronomical things about it. And I'm like, OK, this is a project that I would like to take on. And that's typically how I kind of gauge um, what I take on and what, and what I don't. Of course, who's in need to start with and then how big is this project? And I always look at it as a, a way that I can um, bring something to the table and also help a bunch of people that um, or maybe an organization. Maybe it's not people. Maybe it's an organization. Maybe it's a cause. Maybe it's, uh, you know, one person that needs help. But, you know, sometimes those are be astronomical, too, when you're looking at sometimes just one organization or one person. So there's a lot of different things that go into it. But uh, that's typically how I gauge it. One of the things I have found, Jody, is that uh, I kind of go at business ideas the exact same way that you've just described it. And I have found and I want to see if you found the same thing that in the gold, the gold money wise, as well as satisfaction wise, is in those places where people are less likely to travel because the need's too big or it's too complicated or it's too whatever, requires too much work. And I hope that those listening take that to heart because if you do what everybody else is doing, you've got so much competition that it's it's hard to make it sustainable. Don't you find that to be true? Absolutely, yes. And, uh, you know, I like to be the one that is cutting the new trail. It's not always the easiest trail, but um, I like to go to where less feet have trod, I guess to say, um, because you find not only you find a lot of new things and, uh, you know, you're never bored with the same thing because typically what everybody else is doing is just um, like hum-ho, I guess to say. Everybody can do it. I like to go down the path that uh, is challenging and the path that uh, is rewarding at the end when you get there, 
but you know, it's uh, it's some obstacles. And I guess that's the true entrepreneur in me is that, you know, there's a roadblock here. Oh, no problem. Let's that's perfect. So let's just go around it, find a way. And people are like, what are you going to do? I mean, I've heard that so many times. What are you going to do? I mean, like, and people who know me know me very well. I have a plan A, plan B and a plan C typically in any project that I take on. And sometimes you think plan A is it. And then you end up going with plan C. And at the end, it's the most, uh, it's the way you should have gone. And sometimes you know, the Lord just works it out that way in my life. He's just like, you leave the door open, leave them all open, not just one. And then you follow my lead. And that's typically how I go with the project. So wonderful. I love it. Love it. So early in building your company, you had to get creative with resources, like paying friends and relatives to help you get things done. So what advice would you give to other business owners about bootstrapping a business idea? Be careful. (laughs) <laughs> First of all, when you hire friends and family, you got to make sure you're a strong family. Okay. So, and don't let them bring beer to the party, right? No, no, this is not a beer party, you know, and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, it's all laid out. Um, even though you're your family or your friends say, look, you know, that has to be left at the table. You're helping me and I'm truly greatly appreciated. But here is the Here's the parameters. Here's what we have to do. Here's what you have to wear. Here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to say. Just put it out there because you just assume they know, but it's, you know, they're relaxed around you and you don't want them relaxed around you trying to, to uh, get your business going. You want to make sure that it comes off in the spirit and in the vision that you see. And sometimes your family or your friends don't always see that vision, but they're there to help. And, you know, they'll work as hard as you can and they'll give you as much as they can do. But putting it down on uh, either on paper or, you know, in writing or some way that you can actually say, this is our parameters. This is what I need you to stick to and not deviate from that too much. So. And there is power in actually writing it down, isn't it? Because having the conversation is one thing, but actually putting a, a pen to papers, there's power in that, isn't there? There is power in that. And then it gives them a, if they forget, because just remember when you're having other people help you, even family members or whatever, they are not as excited about it as you. They haven't lived it, thought about it, dreamt about it, whatever it may be. And so they might forget the one thing that you just think is the most important thing that they should have remembered, you know. So putting it down is very powerful. And especially if you have younger family members, younger generation, because they are, you know, they're they're not multitaskers as a lot of, you know, older generation people. We had to be. We didn't have everything access to our fingertips. You know, we didn't have a computer and things when we first started. So, you know, nieces and nephews, sometimes it's so easy for them to just find things or do things. So it's not their brain just works a different way when it comes to multitasking. So putting it down in writing is very key so that they can refresh their memory and refer back to it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I really do. Yeah. I know from, yeah, they can save a lot of heartache down the road, can't it? Yeah. And help yeah. preserve family relationships. Yes. Family and for friends, sure. for sure. Family yeah. and friends, absolutely. And some, you know, because you have to be a strong family to go in to help another family member with anything. And we like to say sometimes, my project, my way. And it doesn't matter who is doing it. Like I'm helping my sister with the project or whatever, it's her project, her way. So same thing goes here, my project, my way. So that's our little slogan that we have. So, yeah. (laughs) I love it. You told me, and I'll quote you, I never box myself with a concept, but instead always look for problems to solve. So I want you to expand on what you meant by this statement and why this has been a key to your success. 
Well, I never try to put myself in a box when it comes to projects or business or relationships. And I always try to see if there is a, you know, something that I can help with. I'm a fixer. I'm a doer. I'm a a person who has to be moving. Um, There's no way I could just stick to the same repetitious job day after day. My mind just doesn't work that way. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's perfectly fine. We need everybody that does those jobs to step in there and keep doing those. We love that. But I don't box myself in because sometimes when you're doing a project or a business, you have to be open to different avenues or creativity or things that come up. And if you box yourself in that it has to be a certain way, then you lose sight and sometimes you miss opportunities that you would have not seen if you just, if you boxed yourself in because you have a certain, you know, everybody has a business plan. That's great. But your business plan has to be expanded to, you know, how do you look to the future? How are you growing? What's your exit strategy? What does that look like? And not boxing yourself in is key to growing, not in just one direction, but maybe sometimes growing in multiple directions, which can help you in business, in life, in friendships and anything. So therefore, you know, and then when problems come, I mean, you know, that's that's what you got to look for. You got to look for, okay, what problems could, could possibly happen in this project, in this business, in this relationship, or whatever it may be, and try to, you know, foresee those before they actually happen. And if they do, what are you going to do about it kind of thing? You know, and I was just thinking, um, this is a good time for us to chat about something else that you've said that brought something from my own experience is uh, one of the things that has been a key to my success. And I know it's been a key to your success from our previous conversation is to be well-grounded and hooked on the vision you have, but don't be hooked on the way you're going to get there. Correct. Because people can come in with ideas and suggestions that you have never thought about. So keep your eye on the place that you're going and the vision that is part of that, but don't get Correct. married to something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to, you know, be grounded in what you're doing, be balanced as much as possible, but keep your eyes, keep your goals on the end, you know, and however you get to that end is the right way it should have been. And, you know, because if you just like, it has to be, and I know some people fail in businesses because, you know, step one was great. Step two was great, but then step three didn't happen. They got to step four or five and it just ruined their schedule. And then therefore they just couldn't, they just couldn't get past it. You know, they just couldn't figure out what to do at that point. So understanding, yes, you need a plan, but understanding that most plans are redone on a daily, (laughs) hourly basis. (laughs) And with the pandemic that we have right now, I mean, uh, you know, just go there. Everything changes hourly. So you might as well just, that's how you look at business now. It's, uh, it's, it's changing constantly. So, and And keep your eye, yeah, keep your eye on the the long-term goal and then how you get there. Sometimes you will meet people, meet new ideas, because, you know, you'll meet people that has a strength that you don't. And if you keep yourself and your vision open and your eyes open to that, then that person you can bring on board or you can learn something from that person. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So beware of being too emotionally attached to. Yes, absolutely. Any, you know, yeah. We get we get our egos and all kinds of things wrapped into it. And then, like absolutely. you say, we get something, something happens and then it just completely knocks the wind out of us. Yes. And some don't recover. 
Yeah, they don't know how to recover because they're like, well, here's my everything's in a, on a calendar, everything's in paper, everything's written down. Now, what do I do? So it's good to have a plan, but understand that, you know, um, plans change, you know, and especially in business. It's not like building a house. For the most part, you got your your construction, you got your blueprints and that's what your house is going to look like. But business is completely different. So because there's always obstacles, there's things that happen, there's family, there's tragedy, there's emergencies, there's things that you cannot plan or foresee ever, no matter how much planning you do, just understand that those are going to pop up and learn how to get around those. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in an earlier conversation, you also shared that you see people conducting unethical business all around you. So my question to you is, how do you keep yourself from getting sucked into this way of believing um, and behaving? I mean, how do you how do you protect yourself? Well, you know, it's my upbringing. I think it's my upbringing. It was the way that I was raised, you know, do the right thing and then you don't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, There has been a lot of things that's happened throughout, um, you know, my life that um, people have asked me to do things and compromise my beliefs and things like that. And I just always have to say I have to look at myself in the mirror every day and I don't want to have to sneak up on myself. You know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that (laughs) what I did yesterday is going to be a good thing for me. It's going to be a good thing for my community, for my family. And I would never want to compromise myself in any way whatsoever. When I see a lot of people in business, they're doing things just to get to the next step. They're doing things because they feel like if I do this, I'll get a reward. I'll get a paycheck. I'll get something like that. So. And you can't do that. You basically have to stick to what you know and how you were raised. And if you weren't raised that way, I mean, everybody knows that you shouldn't be uh, compromising yourself at work or taking kickbacks or putting someone in a position that shouldn't be in a position or something like that. So So people have asked you, why do you have to shake the boat? Is the question they say. And of course, what they're meaning is, why can't you leave well enough alone? Yeah. But as a driven woman, we know this is not possible for you. Does this leave you feeling alone sometimes? And if so, how do you deal with this feeling? Um, yeah. I mean, I find myself, um, you know, that um, I wouldn't say it's like an, a loan, like, um, you know, a depression of any kind, but it's certainly um, an emptiness that you want to be around people who are like minded. You want to be around people who think the way you do, or at least add something better you in a certain way. So you want, I like to be around people who are, you know, succeeded more than I have, or people who are stronger than me, or people who have done more than I have done, because I feel like those are the people I connect with. And those are the people that I can learn from and trying to go to a dinner party or a, you know, this kind of thing with chit chatty of of all these other different things. I just find it so um, so hollow, I, I guess is a better way. And I, you know, and then you get through it, but at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I just spent two hours and I still feel like I didn't accomplish anything. And I still feel like I have no connection with these people at all, zero. And you find yourself to help with that loneliness or that void. I do a lot of self-help, a lot of reading, a lot of, you know, let me look at the next project down the road when I've not even started the next one. And it's, uh, and that's rewarding to me and that's comforting to me. And that's almost like, it almost gives me like a friendship, I should say, because, you know, this is my next little, little partner over here. This is what I'm going to do next down the road. So I think that's how I deal with it in some parts. And of course, have a very strong family and uh, spending time with them is key because um, we're very well 
connected together and and I can talk to them about things that, you know, you just can't talk to other people about because then it ends up on, you know, social media or something else. And you're just like, that was not what I was trying to accomplish here. I was confiding in you. And now my whole, <laughs> my whole thing is on social media and you're just like, oh my goodness. So it's, it's a, it's a challenge sometimes, um, but being around like-minded people, people that have done more than me, succeeded more than, than myself. Um, that's what I find uh, helps with the emptiness or the loneliness, I should say. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper on something you said. So you you rely uh, a lot to the connectivity of your family with you. Do you feel your family understands you? Uh, sometimes. I think uh, at some points they do. And some points they're just like, just go with it. She, you know, at this point, you know, early on, it was like, are you crazy? Don't do it. Just take the, you know, but, you know, after a while, I think my whole family has kind of an entrepreneur mindset and none of us really take the easy road but you know and when you get older sometimes they'll be like you know you're doing pretty good why do you want to go and you know <laughs> why do you want to do this and so I'm like it's just who I am and they understand that so it's uh I draw strength from that and they do understand me in some way I think in a in a way that is um because they've known me forever, I guess to say. Well, they understand that they don't understand you. <laughs> I guess maybe, so. like yes, <laughs> maybe they don't understand. I understand that it'll probably work out, but I don't understand why you're doing it. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They know you're capable, but they have no clue. They don't know that for people like you, Jody, there is no finish line. So no, I, yeah. That someone asked me one time, "Are you going to I, are you going to retire?" I said, "Yes." And no, I'm going to retire from this certain thing that I'm doing now, but there'll be another project and another project and another project. I'll never, uh, you know, retire completely by no means. And I think my sister is one. She's like, I just want you to relax some days, you know, and just do nothing. I'm like, that's probably never going to happen. So, you know, I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't see that happening. Not, you know, even if I, I think when I'm in the assisted living, I'll probably have a project going there. We'll reconfine the whole department or something. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's go. We've got things to do today. You know, so I think that will be me possibly. So, well, yeah. I have no doubt that there's so much greatness yet to unfold with you and many, many decades of it to come for sure. So, Jody, is there anything about your journey for greatness that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with other women? Well, I think just, you know, making sure, like we've talked about, balanced, making sure that you're, you have your faith. You know, I'm, I'm strong in my faith and you have to believe in something. Because if this is it, I mean, how depressing is that? You know what I'm saying? So I have, I depend on family and faith. You know, I'm not driven by money. You cannot chase money. It will run. Okay. You have to chase your dream. And when you chase your dream and you chase that, it will actually come to you and money will come after that. You cannot chase money. The You can't love it. You can't be afraid to lose it. So that's key. And then once you're there, I think you can, um, you know, open up any business you want to, whether it's small or big and succeed in it because you've got your family, you've got your faith, you've balanced the best you can be. Don't chase the money, chase the dream, really. Chase what, what's in your heart, what you've dreamed about, what you envision. Chase that vision is what you got to chase. And whatever obstacles come up in that road, it's just an obstacle. It's just, there's a way around it. So just understand, hey, this is a learning experience. I've got to get around this because you never know in your next adventure, you may need that experience to get through the next project that you have. To end our interview. And I am so grateful 
for you being here with us today, Jody. You have you are accomplishing so many exciting things with vaccines to go, and especially in the middle of all this COVID crisis, you're a key player in that. And I just I thank you and your crazy schedule for coming and sharing your wisdom. Well, thank you, Annette. It's been a pleasure, and just I mean, it's just an honor for you to ask me, really, because um, you know when you think about power for people, I mean my mind wasn't even me. So I'm just like, I'm like me, I don't know. And you're like, yeah. And then then my introduction, I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I mean, I couldn't even believe you were talking about me there, but Hey, I appreciate you and and you putting this together because this is like-minded people and people who can feed off of one another. And that's what people need. That's what I need. I know for sure. So I appreciate you and thank you so much. Well, and I appreciate you as well. So Jody is another great example of how women are challenging the norm, making things happen, and demanding their own greatness. So join me next time on the World's Greatest Women Show as another powerful woman story unfolds. 